Oh, color is telling me how shape and it wants to do shape and form and how to make that painting even more vibrant um, if that's what I'm going for. Usually that is what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, by how the colors kind of talk to each other. Yeah. That is fun. Hey, Ellenson. Welcome to episode 154 of the Camino Voice. Today I speak with the featured artist of the month for September. Please welcome Colleen Nygaard. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview local business owners, comedians, singers, and more. I dive into their backstory to find out how they got where they are, what are some of the tips for you to do the same, and find out where they are going. Tune in every week as I interview more of the people you see every day. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Oh, how's your guys' week going? Uh, hope it's going well. Um, so I wanted to take this episode. Um, there's, this has been an insane year, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, I think a lot of people have gone through a lot over the course of this year, which I think was maybe, maybe took us, some of us off, uh, off guard because, you know, we made it through 2020, made it through 2021. And now we're here, we are in 2022. And we finally thought maybe we get a year that's a little more normalized, a little bit less craziness going on. And then a lot of stuff has happened. And so I don't feel like I am the only one in this boat. Um, but some stuff has happened, uh, that I haven't really gone into on the podcast. Um, and we don't really jump fully into it, but this podcast, when I was talking with Colleen, we got into one, some of the stuff that she used to do and she used to work in, uh, nursing homes or uh, assisted living type situations. And, um, so we were talking about that and just kind of what that role is and how important it is, um, for those workers that are working in those fields. Um, because of the impact that they have on these lives of these people. Um, th the reason this is all coming to where it is, is um, many of you who have come into the marketplace probably know uh, my mom, uh, Jody, uh, and she actually suffered a stroke, which I think a lot of people do know now, uh, but I've never officially said this on the podcast. Uh, it's not like it's secret. It's just I haven't shared it. Um, and that was, that was back in April. And so we, as a family have been going through a lot of things with this. Um, but, uh, I wanted to share that on the podcast so that you guys, you know, knew what was kind of going on. Um, it's been a crazy time period for us as a family. We've grown together, uh, and we daily have to learn new things and, um, all of that. So, um, I wanted to share that, just what we were going through, what our, my family's going through. Obviously, it's been a huge adjustment um, on so many different levels, but um, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, this podcast just kind of reminded me of that because uh, as she was talking about, she was there when, you know, seeing these people um, in these situations where they don't always have family to come visit them or they don't 
they don't get visitors, um, and they are the visitors. The, the healthcare workers that are working with those people are the people that they see on a daily basis. They learn to love them and get to know them and um, are there for them. So um, huge shout out to all of those workers that work in those situations as well as, you know, in the Medicare, in the medical field uh, in general. But anyways, uh, I just want to share that with you guys before we jumped into this podcast. Um, it's been a long time that it's been going on, it feels like. Um, and so I wasn't ready to share that right off the bat, but I uh, just wanted to throw that out there so you guys kind of knew what was going on. So all right, <laughs> we'll try and turn this back around. But Colleen Nygaard is going to be the featured artist of the month for uh, September. So it starts third week of, week of August, and she'll be done the third week in September. So be sure to stop by during that time period. Um, but I got to, we got to chat about her experience with art, how she got started. Um, she really just loves playing with art, and and. Um, it comes out in all sorts of ways, but I got to see her pieces that she's bringing in to the uh, loft uh, because the show is actually up right now. Um, and they are fantastic. They're beautiful pieces. Um, I, I probably say that about all the featured artists of the month, but like this one's just really hit me when I saw them. Um, they just, uh, they suck you in when you look at them. And so um, she does a really good job with them. I'm super excited for you guys to check out her artwork um, and, uh, and get to hear her story of how she got started in art. Uh, so without further ado, here's my conversation with Colleen Nygaard. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kamano Voice. Today, I'm here with the Featured Artist of the Month for September of 2022. Welcome to the podcast, Colleen Nygaard. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Colleen. Well, um, I am a Washington native. I grew up in Snohomish on a little hobby farm. Um, we had pretty much one of everything um, at one point in time, and it was really fun because then you got to know a lot of different skills, mm -hmm. and that was fun. Um, and then I, I've been in Western Washington for the rest of my life, and I've landed on Camino Island, and I am never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, um, growing up then, what were kind of your interests as a kid and stuff? Um, I loved to read. I read um, a lot of the Little House series, okay. the uh, Wizard of Oz series, and um, really kind of embraced those ideas of um, working hard and, and carving out a, a life of your own. And then on the other hand, the, the fantasy, fun, magic yeah. side of it all. Very cool. Um, so you said you had like one of everything. Did you have like big, big animals as well, like horses and stuff like that? Uh, I had a pony okay. when I was 10 and it seemed awfully big, but <laughs> it probably wasn't. Nice. Uh, we had cows, chickens, ducks, sheep. Goats, all, all that good stuff. Wow. Okay. How many siblings did you have? I am the oldest of five siblings. Okay. Uh, four girls and a boy. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, we had an exchange student come from Japan who yep. um, came sophomore year of high school and never left. Okay. And so she is a sister too. Okay. Very cool. So were you, you guys were all 
busy working on the farms and all that than a lot of times, I'm assuming. Um, yes and no. Um, my mom would have liked us to work more. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did not like weeding. Right. We did not like, you know, she gave us our own garden plot every uh, year and let us do what we want with it and design it and all have fun with it. And then it turned to weeds and we all grew dis- very disinterested. <laughs> but um, she planted a seed, so to speak, and I've been a big gardener and farmer ever since. Okay. Nice. So um, as a, at a young age then, did you have any interest in art and stuff as you were going through school? Yes. Okay. I loved art. Um, with the Little House books, Garth Williams, and with Wizard of Oz, um, uh, J.R. Neal, I would reread the book just to look at the pictures, mm-hmm. and I'd draw the pictures and sketch them and try and teach myself how to do form and shape, but I had no guidance except for that printed picture mm-hmm. and so it I just loved it and wanted to gobble up as much as I could yeah nice so then when you were in school and stuff were you able to take art classes as in high school and stuff in high school I went to a very very small uh, private high school okay and so we did have an art class um, once and um, it was a what do you call it? Uh, um, a high school where they were trying to give you the higher classes. So they were interested in calculus and physics and all that good stuff. The STEM classes. The STEM classes. Yes, yes. And um, so I did get an art class, loved every second of it, wished it was my whole day, but um, sadly not a, a lot in high school there. Uh, in college, I took a digital computer class, and at that time, uh, d- digital drawing was in its infancy, and the program was pretty basic, and I, th- I thought, well, this isn't for me because I can do better drawing faster yeah. than uh, working on a computer, so th- that wasn't an avenue I was interested in. Yeah. So in college then, did you focus on art or what were you going to college for? I did not. Um, I went to school, got um, an AA at Edmonds Community College in um, business administration. Okay. Um, The subject came up with my parents uh, that I would like to take more art classes. I would like to be an artist. And and they were very honest with me at the time and they said, well, um, you're going to need a job that pays the mortgage Mm -hmm. and pays your bills. And art is not that. Okay. Go to school, get your business um, degree, do your own thing, and then have art as a hobby. Okay. Keep learning, but just don't pay the bills with it. Yeah. But then I um, also went on and I got a BA in English literature because I like to read. And what's better than a major where you get to read books all day long, write a book report, and then talk about all the social issues of whatever you're reading. (laughs) And and that was pretty good. I loved debating. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that was fun. Um, After college, I 
It did the business route for many years in different forms. Um, got married, had three kids, worked on paying the mortgage, yep. and um, did art on the weekends and such as I could. Yeah. So when you started doing the business stuff, what kind of what kind of roles were you playing? What do you mean? Uh, what I guess where did what type of businesses were you working in? Oh, I worked at a credit union, um, calling people, telling them they need to pay the bills, or I was going to repossess their car. <laughs> it was my least favorite job yeah. ever, ever, ever. <laughs> um, and I've had some doozies. Um, but then I landed in insurance okay. as a customer service rep and a claims adjuster and a, a middle manager and um, a trainer and kind of l- tried to carve my niche in that industry and mm-hmm. was doing just fine because um, all the bills got paid. Yeah. And um, then I got laid off and I had to decide what I wanted to do next mm-hmm. that was maybe perhaps more meaningful for me. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. Where, did, where did that lead you then? Um, I went to nursing school. Okay. Um, I ended up working in a uh, local nursing home and boy, that was the hardest physical job I ever did, but I think that was my favorite because it you know, I had no problem working Christmas afternoon. I'd have, you know, my Christmas with the morning, do, um, or sorry, I'd have Christmas morning with the family, and then I'd go see my other family in the afternoon, serve them dinner, give hugs to all my grandmas, you know, yeah. and, and all my friends there. It was, it was really special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and after, you know, uh, my aunts lived in that, uh, or worked in that world for a long time and seeing that firsthand many a time, mm-hmm. um, on, with family and stuff, uh, that's so important. Um, as, I mean, so much more even so during COVID when that was, you guys were the only family they had, but right. uh, even outside of that, like that day in, day out, that caring, that, you know, yeah, being that other family that that they need. Yeah, that was a special bond. And it, it was it taught me a lot about letting go of uh, my ideas of what it was to get old. Mm-hmm. It gave me a, a real picture of being not being able to do some of the daily things that you were able to do. And how do you cope with that? I couldn't you know, imagine only having a tiny little room as my house, you know, in, yeah. in, instead of a, a big normal size house. Yeah. Um, but then if you can't walk very good, you're a, it is a real blessing that the bathroom or the bed or wherever you're going is only a short distance away. Yeah. And so you get a new perspective on it mm-hmm. at teaches you a, a lot about what it is to grow up and to grow old. Right. Very cool. So then, um, then you know, you were going through all of these different careers as you were, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting through life. During that time period, are you taking any extra, like, art classes or online classes or anything like that? Actually, no, not really. Okay. Um, once in a blue moon, I would get to the... Uh, craft store 
and um, take a um, Bob Ross instructed painting class. But besides that, I had little kids who were in baseball and soccer and school and, and busy doing the mom thing. I uh, was, that was my focus. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking too much about time for me or what I dreamed of because I was preoccupied with living the dream of raising the family. Right. Yeah. So then, um, you know, you're doing these careers and stuff. When did you kind of get back into picking up art again? When the kids got big enough that they didn't need mommy anymore. (laughs) Um, I, I think when they were teenagers and they were able to Um, pick and choose what they wanted to do. Um, They were able to get themselves to baseball practice or guitar lessons or whatever they were doing. Yeah. And then mom was left with some hours in her day. And I would go, what should I do? Oh, I should do painting. And so then I um, got my supplies and I'd practice and practice and practice. and, And it just made me happy. Yeah. Sitting down, losing yourself, losing the day's worries or whatever I was mad or sad or whatever about um, putting that on hold. Just thinking about the painting and the colors and the shape, it, that it was a good escape. Yeah. Nice. So <clears throat> when you were uh, going back a little bit, when you were as a kid, did you just do painting with whatever paint you kind of had or drawing and stuff like that? Uh, or did actually, you actually, I just had pencil. Okay. I, I was very into pencil and ink okay. sketching. And my uncle lived in San Francisco and he did pencil and ink sketching. Okay. And he'd make um, professional frames and art for people. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I looked up to him as um, the the very best of pen and ink drawings and was happy with that. Yeah. But as I was getting, um, going through my experimentation, I got a little disenchanted with just the black and white. Okay. And with the grays. I needed color. Yeah. I needed burst of vibrant colors so so then I, I bought the paint set signed up for a class and and um, went from there yeah so what type of medium did you start with then I start that? I started actually um, in watercolor watercolor okay I liked that um, it didn't it wasn't a exact fit I tried the oil painting that uh, and doing the Bob Ross yeah. And uh, settled on acrylic okay. as being the best between those both. Yeah. So I can, depends on my mood and depends on what I'm trying to do on the canvas, make it look a little bit more watercolory yeah. or um, stack on that color and, and make it real thick and chunky like a oil painting. Depends on what I want. And so that's a very happy medium. Yeah. Very cool. So then, um, as you started getting into painting and stuff, what was your main, uh, maybe focus on style of like animals, plants, mm. you know, scenery, what was kind of mm-hmm. your thing that you were just starting? My thing was landscapes. Okay. Um, at this point we were thinking about m- moving to Camino and 
I was just enchanted with the Skagit Valley and the water and the trees and the shorelines. And I went for big landscapes. Mm -hmm. And I painted a ton of those. And then uh, right now I have kind of zoomed in on that landscape. And then I'll take... uh, take the focus to something much smaller, like just a few pebbles on the beach or a couple flowers, mm-hmm. and um, my scale has changed drastically. Okay, nice. Was there anything that kind of prompted that, or was it just as you were evolving and trying stuff as an artist? I think it was an evolution, because I would sit down, I would do another uh, landscape, and then I would get overly focused on something that wasn't in the foreground and I'd be detailing these this this spot way off in the woods that had no business deta- being detailed because it was supposed to be far off it was supposed to be vague and indistinct um, but I was giving it all this detail that the foreground deserved I'm thinking I I, I want to focus on that little bit and so it was a natural evolution yeah so when you do painting then are you doing it from picture are you doing like plain air what's kind of your style I like to uh, do from pictures okay Um, I will take my own pictures I have a sister-in-law who loves to hike way out back take her tent and her backpack and just go Mm -hmm. and she'll also take her camera and so everything that she gets a picture of, then it's fair game for me. Okay. So she shares that with me, and I paint a lot of her stuff. Nice. That's really fun. And then you get pictures that nobody else has seen because typically people don't go into the backwoods like that. Yeah. And that's very cool. Yeah, very cool. So do you get a lot in, like, the North Cascades and all that stuff then? Yes. Nice. She is um, down in Snoqualmie. Okay. She'll, she'll go all over, though, um, and hike all different places just for the fun of it. And, um, and, and so there is a range of the Pacific Northwest that, that she gets, and that's really fun to see the difference between one area and the other. And then, again, how really the same they are. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of fun to learn about the area a little bit in a different way. Yeah. So as you were um, getting back into painting and, and, you know, trying out watercolor and oil and acrylic, what was the point where you decided this is more than a hobby? This is something I want to do a little bit more with than just paint for myself. Um, that was about goodness sakes, about 20 years ago. And I would paint and I'd practice and I'd stick it in the closet and it wouldn't see the light of day. Um, But I couldn't stop painting whether or not that painting was a stinker or if it was something that I'd be proud of showing. There was a lot of learning in there and things even today that I look at that I showed back when, I go, oh my, that was a stinker. <laughs> but it, it shows how much I've, I've grown and I've learned pretty much by myself. Yeah. Um, I've watched the occasional YouTube um, tutorials and done that, but really the experimenting with the color and shape and form, that is 
really fun. Yeah. So I'm going to do it by myself and figure out what is my style. Yeah. Very cool. So um, how has that continued to evolve over time then? Like how have you done, um, like, is it like color matching or just how they blend together? How they blend together, definitely. Um, there's a lot of paint the brush stroke and then smoosh it with my finger to blend it together a little okay. bit or to make it look hazy or cloudy. Um, I do a lot of that. But what I like is to look at a color and know what will make that color sing. What is its complement um, what will tell the viewer that this spot is supposed to be further in the distance, this is supposed to be in the foreground. So, for example, you'd put, never put yellow and orange in the background because there's a lot of air or environment between you and the back of your painting. Mm -hmm. So everything's kind of a little bit hazy or indistinct. So you use the blues and whites and grays. Okay. And as you come forward, then mm. you make things sing with the oranges and reds and yellow. Okay. And in that way, um, a color is telling me how shape and it wants to do shape and form and how to make that painting even more vibrant um, if that's what I'm going for. Usually that is what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, by how the colors kind of talk to each other. Yeah. That is fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's, it's really cool. As I've been able to see a lot more art come through the loft um, mm -hmm. as Lydia's brought new artists in and different styles of artists, um, I feel like I've been able to start seeing more things within it. Um, I've never been an artistic person in the sense of like painting and drawing, stuff like that. Um, and so I, as I've seen more and more things come through, I start recognizing different things about different artists and stuff. And um, it's neat to be able to see how each one takes a different spin. It really is. And um, meeting and seeing and working with the d different artists in the area gives me a real um, appreciation for how different people can interpret the same subject yeah. and, and how even if even me when I'm painting a picture and I've got a picture in my head um, how that actually comes out my brush isn't always the same and so my personal interpretation and everybody else's interpretation is really cool because then you can um you develop your own list of fan clubs that you'd like to join, you know, who, whose art is going to be on my wall, period. Yeah. Who I'd love to see. And, uh, oh, goodness, it is a, a learning experience because some of these people have really got the art education and the experience in different ways that I don't. And yeah. it, it's fun to see how maybe I can learn from them and develop and, and take certain things from them Yeah, and, and keep going and applying it to my own art. Yeah, that's awesome. So then when you did decide that you were going to start selling your own, how, how did you go about doing that? You said about 20 years ago. So what was that like? For you? Uh, I joined an art guild and um, displayed my art 
at a bank and then displayed it at a uh, old folks home, uh, kind, kind of like a retirement center sort of thing. And then I wasn't um, really getting serious about it until about between seven and 10 years ago, where I'm thinking, okay, let's um, join a gallery, let's get an Etsy page, let's get a website, um, let's go to shows and to different venues where I can really immerse myself in the art. Yeah. And, and that was very cool. Yeah. It, it, it's a completely different animal to be able to market your art. It's one thing to do it, of course, but then to know all the social media, um, the marketing, um, and just the merchandising of your art in order to get some money so that you can make more art. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it, that's another learning experience that I, I've tackled it pretty good, but it is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah. What did it feel like for you when you sold your first painting? Oh, my goodness. Um, mixed feelings. <laughs> Completely mixed feelings. Um, my baby was leaving. I did not want to let go. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my goodness, somebody actually is going to give me real money for this art? <laughs> what kind of a sucker are they? <laughs> No, and and it, it it's kind of still true today. Some paintings are very special to me. <clears throat> I can't let them go, so they hang in my house, and they they don't get um, shared with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and some paintings, um, I have no problem letting go. Usually helps if I start painting the painting, I think this is for the gallery. This is for a show. This yeah. is to be sold. You're not keeping this one. <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> so it is definitely um, a trip. Everybody, every time somebody says, oh, I love your art. Here's some money for it. Oh, really? Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> That's great. So um, tell us about the pieces that you're going to be bringing to the loft here. Well, I have a little bit of time still to figure that out because I am of two different mindsets. Okay. Uh, usually the subjects that I paint are rocks and trees and flowers now. And so I'm, I'm debating if I should go with an autumn theme or if I should go with flowers or a mix. But I want it to kind of be cohesive. This is Colleen. And... Um, I can't decide because some of the ones that I want to show um, are also the ones that I don't want to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> so, to be honest, the jury's still out on that one. Yeah. But they will be lovely. They will focus on trees and rocks and flowers. <laughs> That's awesome. How, um, I know we talked about this a little bit, but is there something that specifically draws you to those objects? Because I think a lot of people see things in flowers, um, you know, animals, people. But what, okay. what is it that draws you to these subjects? They're beautiful. 
the shape. Um, I like craggy rocks with jags and uh, funny, odd shapes, like uh, if a piece, big piece of granite cracked funny. I like the round pebbles on the ocean to, and on the beach. Can I capture that rock being wet and shiny and colorful? Um, flowers are much harder than you would think until you actually start doing them. So I think it's the challenge of making sure that I interpret and share my favorite part of all those things, the color and how the light hits it. And it, that's just really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Okay. So the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months? Oh, goodness. I love a sale. And I love getting a good bargain. Yeah. Um, I have a new grandson who is only four and a half months old. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, he grew, was growing out all of, growing out of all his clothes. Yep. And so I thought I can't put all this money towards an outfit from a retail store that he's going to literally wear probably twice. And then he's going to be grown out of it. Yep. So I went to a kid's thrift store up in Mount Vernon, spent about $20 and got an entire wardrobe for <laughs> six to nine month old babies. Nice. And, and boy, I think I was glowing about that for <laughs> a couple <of> days. <laughs> it's like, look what I did. I found a great sale. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and that's, I mean, with kids, it's like, um, you're just constantly replacing and, you know, it, yeah. It doesn't, yeah, you're just, they grow out of their stuff so quickly. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Who's the most influential person outside of your family in your life? Oh, my goodness. Um, I call her Wonder Woman. Her name is Christina Lott. Mm -hmm. She is um, my cohort up at the Skagit River Produce Farmer's Market. Okay. We spend our weekends there. Um, we're trying to grow the farmer's market into a destination location. Yeah. And she is full of ideas, knowledge. She's funny. And she is not afraid to learn anything. Yeah. And so she's constantly going um, and doing internet searches about what we might need to know. Um, stuff that... I really think is awfully boring, like permits and <laughs> licenses and all this good stuff. Boy, I'm glad she finds that interesting because <laughs> we really need that. But that's not the fun part. Yeah. So um, just her thirst for knowledge and her sense of humor is amazing. She inspires me. Yeah. Nice. Um, this is a fill in the blank question. I know this is weird, but I've always wanted to blank. I always wanted to be really good at swing dancing. Okay. I think um, watching videos of them doing the jitterbug and doing all the happy, lively, 
Oh, it, it's so fun to watch somebody do swing dancing. You can't help but smile. Yeah. And my feet just don't go that direction. <laughs> they never did. And um, so I think to have the dexterity and to be able to get out and do that would be just fun. But yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you never know. My uh, my wife and I did a lot of, our, through most of our dating relationship, uh, we were huge into uh, East Coast Swing. Yeah. Uh, and learning some Lindy Hop and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we we love doing that. You know, then now we have four kids and they're all 11 and younger. And so that okay. keeps us pretty busy. But, yes, it does. Um, yeah. Love to get back into it. Really enjoyed that era, though. Like the music, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. And um yeah, you see people of different skill level, but everyone's just enjoying themselves in those environments. Yeah, and everybody is very accepting of other people who really aren't there yet. It's a very good camaraderie and community. It's, yeah. it, it's a lot of fun. We tried a couple lessons um, once upon a time. <laughs> That's all we did. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. All right. Who's an interesting or fascinating person that I should interview next? Christina Lott. All righty. I will give you her contact information if you'd like, but she she could talk your ear off, and and at the end, you need to say, okay, part two, we'll come back with you, and we'll talk some more, because there's just so much there. I, I think you would really enjoy her. Awesome. Yeah, I would look, love to do that. All right, and lastly... What piece of advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Slow down, be patient, and enjoy the journey. I always wanted to get to the destination, but uh, didn't enjoy the journey as much as I do now, and that is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you very much. Big yeah. fan. Yeah, and I look forward to having you seeing your art up here in the loft. Um, that's going to be for the month of September, so be sure to come in before the third week in September so you can check out the art show up here. Thank you very much. All right, and Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Coley Nygaard for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And follow me on the Instagram at the Camino Voice uh, because I'm on there. Uh, and for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.